Welcome to the Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat Pod. Today we have a special edition Behind Enemy Lines pod, focusing on the Chelsea-Liverpool match on Sunday at Stamford Bridge. I'm Chris, and as always I'm joined by my brother Craig, and a good friend Brady, in the blue corner. And in the red corner, representing Liverpool today, I'm also glad to invite on Jack and Jamie. How are we doing, boys? Doing well. good. I'm ready to, uh, to, to fight this one out for the blue corner. Yeah, I'm happy that the uh, boys got through the SCR security. I know it was getting a bit fruity out there. So, uh, yeah, things are tense on behind enemy lines. But, yeah, good to have you boys on the pod. Yeah, good yeah. to be here. Um, long-term listener. Good to be a guest. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, Lovely. yeah. I'm happy to be here. I um, Yeah, I think I've listened to every single pod so far. I do a lot of miles on the road, so... I end up uh, late night listening to the ESCR pod. So, yeah, happy to finally be a guest. I guess it would have been quite a good listen last season for you. Most, <laughs> most, mostly disappointing <laughs> results. Definitely the most <laughs> enjoyable episodes were there after a really bad defeat. It was a good, it was a good season to start the pod, let's be honest. Yeah, when you I mean, strung like three wins together and you all started getting a bit chirpy. <laughs> I was starting to feel sorry for Kai Havertz, the amount of stick he was getting there. Yeah. I kind of wanted him to put in a performance just to shut you all up, but it literally never happened. To be honest, we had a, we had a bit of a crisis meeting in the summer because he was half the content on the pod, so we have about to reinvent it. <laughs> we can't talk about Kai then. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about. But yeah. Are we going to well, do some gonna... uh, subtitles on the pod today? Or are we going to try and p- people going to understand the Geordie accent? Or what's going on? <laughs> Just put a Scouse accent on, really. You can if you want, but yeah, we should. Um, we should probably clarify. We are in the Liverpool red corner. So my our, our me me and Jack are uh, brothers, and our mum is from Liverpool. She was she used to go to uh, a lot of games in like the seventies, late sixties, seventies. Um, so yeah, before we before we start getting that thrown at us later, of you live in Newcastle, why do you support Liverpool? That's the reason. We weren't going to mention yeah. that at all, don't worry. Preemptive. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, let's let's start with last season. I think uh, no better place to start for the game on Sunday. Uh, both teams pretty much regressed last season from, from where they were the previous season. Brady, you got some stats for us on this. Well, yeah, just looking at it, I mean, Chelsea from the 2021-22 season to last season... Uh, were minus 30 points and you boys Liverpool were minus 25 so you actually had the accolade of um, your very dangerous territory even for a behind Emmy Lions pod of being nearly as bad as Chelsea in terms of regression I mean it's similar to the season you had before I mean you went from nearly winning the quadruple on the last day to like you know scraping up a fifth at the end what what happened? Well last year was different that when it happened the other year, it was purely down to we just had so many injuries and the team just got completely messed up. We were just moving, we were filling holes. I remember we had like Fabinho and Henderson playing centre-half at one point. But last season, I mean, it wasn't particularly to do with that as much. There was just lack of form from everyone apart from a few, like one or two. And we just got off to such a slow start. We got it together a little bit by the end, but it was kind of too late. We the season got the season had gone on maybe three or four more weeks. We probably would have scraped top four, but we just left ourselves too much to do after just not finding any form 
until the kind of latter part of the season. Yeah, I would agree. It was just a lot of players kind of dipped in form at the same time. It was very hard to put your finger on exactly what happened. But yeah, just kind of everybody out of form and a couple of players sort of getting too old and dipping off and it just never happened. Yeah, it was good to, it was a lot more positives to take, I guess, than the Chelsea season, as in <laughs> we did get it together for that last run of, you know, 10 to 12 games and did still almost scrape top four, but yeah, we didn't, we probably didn't deserve it in the end. There's a, there's a period in the middle, or kind of, I think it must have been about run up to Christmas, around Christmas, when just seem to remember, like defensively, we're all, all over the shop. Trent, especially. I don't know whether you guys remember it, there was, but there was a period where Trent just seemed to be getting rinsed by a different winger. Is that when week. you lost three uh, 0 to Brighton away, like around that area? I'm yeah, he had, he had a nightmare <laughs> yeah. game, yeah. and there was a couple around that time. Yeah, he lost to Wolves, didn't you? Away, didn't you? Was that correct? Three three nil or something? Yeah, we got, yeah. we got, yeah. we did get beat by Wolves. Um, yeah. And then all up front, all we had was Salah was scoring, but. Like Nunez got off to a bit of a bit of a slow start. He got that red card early on. That kind of seemed to upset him. Noticed yeah. about Liverpool last year, I thought was well. One of the things I quite liked about Liverpool, maybe a couple of seasons ago, when you had the the Mane Salah exciting sort of front two, and and then someone in the middle, usually Firmino, was how like aggressive and intense, like the pressing and the running and stuff and like that just didn't seem to be that last season even when like you said there wasn't that many maybe injuries you are you are right like the the pressing certainly on the eye test is definitely weighed and that's partly to do with we had a slightly i wouldn't say call it an aging squad but that kind of 11 that was like so unbeatable a few seasons ago they're all all just like three years older so like the midfield can't press like they used to. Well, the midfield that's now gone. Well, that was the main the main problem for sure. The midfield. Yeah, I mean, looking at it like your home and away form, and I know this is like for a lot of teams, but if you're home and away form, I mean, you only think you only lost one game at home. Obviously, you famously beat United seven nil, which is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good I mean, season because of that. Yeah, it's mad to, mad to think you had a bad season, beat Man United seven nil, like. No. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, away from home, like nineteen, like you beat nineteen games. Uh, he lost eight, only scored 29 goals, only 23 points. So it feels like, I mean, your home form was championship for championship winning form, but your away form really seemed to really seem lost to be. Your away form was championship form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. But yeah, Jack, Jack, Jack is right with the, that it is, it was stemmed a lot from the midfield. Like, like our, I guess our first choice, well, Henderson not got the legs anymore. Fabinho just I actually still I don't know what happened to Fabinho, like why he seemed to regress so much. He shouldn't have like regressed it that much due to his age. Um, do you think so, yeah, because then, do you think because you were like because you weren't pressing as much and the opponents maybe had the ball a bit more, and maybe this is what happened with a few of your defenders as well, you were kind of getting attacked on a lot more and maybe oh, yeah. that's not what the strength of the team is because Fabinho used to kind of like drop back in a bit to the central defense and like you mm-hmm. bomb your wingers up. I just, I guess, when you're not doing that, he's maybe not as effective in what he's trying to do because he was quite good yeah. of the ball. Right? Not having the, the legs in midfield definitely stopped. They, if you go back a few seasons when uh, most of our attacking 
output came from Trent and Robertson just covering mm. or getting so far forward. But that relies a lot on Henderson coming so, covering so much ground on the right hand side of that midfield three. And before that, I guess a while ago now, Wijnaldum doing the same on the left. But mm. with Henderson not being able to do that, it kind of hampered Trent doing that. And the same in the same way, Matip was looking a bit slow last season, so he couldn't cover. So I guess that's ultimately why we ended up switching the uh, the system. And that's when the results started picking up. Yeah, because that's... Like, Liverpool, under the club, like, tenureship, have been such a system team. So, like, people have fairly specific jobs of what they do. The midfield is essentially, like, an engine room. Uh, the strikers press, running behind. Um, so what happens is when one thing goes in the system, it all goes to pot. That's what happened a few years ago. It's like, oh, we take... Well, it started off when Van Dyke. Do you remember when Van Dyke got injured by Pickford? Yeah. And then, so I know it's obviously take Van Dyke out of the team. That's going to hurt anyone. But it, it was more what that meant, pulling the rest of the team around. And suddenly the system's just completely messed up. Um, I do think um, Klopp had an issue last year where things weren't going very well and he couldn't decide whether it was an issue with the system and he just needed to fix it and do it better or to change formations completely with the new players that he had and to, to just do something completely different um, and not follow that template anymore. And I do think he was sort of caught in the middle um, with that. Um, well, I think he probably believed in his system that he played for so long and he we probably still did have the profile of players to do it, but it just wasn't working for whatever reason. So switching formation was probably partly sort of, I don't want to say like Hail Mary, just we've got to try something different. So exactly, yeah. we'll try we'll try this, like kind of what Man City are doing with uh, Trent inverting like John Stones was. And uh, yeah, it worked. I mean, it obviously... Trent's a fantastic footballer, so building your system around his um, best attributes should work, and it did. And it looks like we're going to continue with that. And hopefully, you know, with half a season of that under our belt and players signed now for this system, it should hopefully kick on. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you was, you know, the preseason, how's it been? The news, is it something that you look like they're going to stick with? Um, and how's Trent looking? Is he going to be shaky at right back, or is he going to be? Uh, is he going to be holding his own this year? Well, the thing is, against he's always going to be shaky in the not shaky, but in the bigger games when he's got more defending to do, um, he is still going to look a little bit vulnerable. And his role, his role will change week to week depending on who we're playing. Most likely, um, we, he's not going to play. That advanced um, against certain teams. I still don't think we've got. We, we're pretty light in that area, though. Yeah, so. it, also, it does. It does depend if we sign a six. I think as well on Trent's role because in a lot yeah. of the friendlies, he's he's been sitting deeper because he's been sort of Alexis alongside him when he when he tucks in. But if we sign a Lavia or somebody else in that role, then I think Trent's role will be slightly different. Which, by the Basically, way, what we're asking is, is he worth eight million in FPL? <laughs> you can't. Well, you, 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 yeah, because everyone's going to have him. 
But if 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 you we do really need to sign a six. If you look at what we're going into the season with for our midfield, so I'll just run you through our guys. I mean, Trent will put in his own category because he's he's a little bit of a hybrid player. But then we have um, McAllister, Curtis Jones, Thiago, uh, Sobersly, Elliot, and uh, Bajekic. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. And of them, like, we'll come on to it later in the temperatures, but, like, I'm not a massive fan of having Harvey Elliott in the middle at the minute. Well, um, a, lot, a lot of these um, friendlies, Gakpo's played in an eight. Yeah. I don't know if that's just because we haven't signed a six yet, but or if it's a way, of getting, or a way of getting, a, you know, four of the forwards in. Yeah. I think but, they must but, be planning to do that in a lot of games because we are... I mean, we sold... So leaving the club, there's been Cater, Oxlade Chamberlain, um, which I know we didn't play much, Henderson and Fabinho. And Milner. And, then we've re- and Milner. And then we've replaced them with two in McAllister and Sobersly. So we are we're definitely just light in that area. We've got like even young young players, not particularly like been there, done it, players. So it's a little well, bit. I was going to a... say, McAllister's your oldest. I mean, Thiago's also your oldest midfielder, but it looks like he's going to go right. So McAllister's mm. going to be your oldest midfielder if he goes. He's at twenty-four. That's it's it's crazy, really. And McAllister's, yeah, I, I rate McAllister pretty highly. Um, but I mean, a lot of people are actually tipping Curtis Jones to have like a breakout season. I think it could because maybe because he will get. A lot of chances, maybe that they're not they're not signing more midfielders because they think maybe Curtis Jones could become kind of a, a very established first team player, and rather rather than one of these players that hangs around a club because he's an academy um, product and he kind of stays there throughout his career, a bit like a like a Darren Fletcher type. Um, but because he is he is talented enough, but he's still still pretty. Raw and he, he's a bit naive um, tactically to play in a, a, a disciplined clock midfield. Are you linked to anyone other than Lavia? Because it feels like you've been going for Lavia for ages, a lot like we've been going for Caicedo. It's just not getting it over the line with Har- Southampton playing hardball. Are you linked to anyone else? or Not really, but Liverpool's business has done a lot more behind closed doors than other clubs. A lot of our Signings just tend to come out of nowhere sometimes. You just hear about it. Yeah, that's true. McCann's days later, they're signed. Yeah. Carragher's come out today and says it's uh, obviously you've done your third bid for Lavia. Yeah, this is kind of unusual for us. It's just like I saw Carragher's tweet. Um, For those who just. You should probably just say. Yeah, yeah. Just for those who haven't seen it. So so Liverpool submitted a third bid for Southampton's Lavia. um, 45 mil. Obviously, add ons rejected. And then Carragher's come out and said, you know, this is embarrassing. Liverpool for years now have got deals done quickly with no fuss. If you don't think he's worth 50 million, move on. If you really want him, pay it. Also, And then he obviously talks about not being in for the Caicedo deal, saying that they do have the money for that. That's interesting. It does um, annoy but... me when people sort of ch- chime in about negotiations, because obviously every single deal that you do with, with different clubs is completely different. Some deals are going to be slower just by nature, like the people you deal with, the people, the way they respond. And the bigger deals are obviously going to be harder to do. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I just don't agree with people that have no knowledge of the inner workings of a transfer deal to, to have this sort of input Carragher does. It's not as easy as just like, you know, you're not buying Mayfair or Monopoly from your friend. Like it's a, it's a complicated uh, pr- process a lot of the time, especially with Lavia where there's a lot of other teams that are interested. I mean, yeah, Craig's I mean, the most patient one in their EFCR pod. We're fuming about Kaiseido and your Lavia, and Craig's talking about you know, <laughs> business and all this. Let's get him in. Especially when you're a new new club like Chelsea, uh, new owners, you know, negotiating for the first time. You can't just be seen to be a pushover. It's like, well, we want 100 mil. It's like, well, it's only 10 mil. Just pay it because you, yeah. you're setting your stall out for the, the future of how teams will negotiate with you as well. So, Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I mean, regardless of that, I don't, Lavia is obviously a good prospect, and he's a very he's our type of signing, right age, good profile and stuff. But I, I actually think we need to make a signing of the type that we never would, which is the equivalent to how Man United signed um, Casemiro last oh, yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. We we need bit of age, bit of experience, but also established. But like we're just we're just never going to go out and spend that much on someone who's like 28, 29. It's just never going to happen. So what it means is, yeah, we'll have this really youthful midfield, which may or may not work. Uh, and if it doesn't, like it could be detrimental. Like as, as we've said earlier, earlier on, like our midfield is a bit of a linchpin to the whole system. And if, it, if it's not working, then uh, yeah, it could be a long old season. We'll get into yeah. it in the uh, sort of... Um... The matchups for the game later, but I think Chelsea and Liverpool are very similar in that regard, very thin in that area. Um, lots of inexperience, and I think they're actually both going to be playing the box midfield. So, yeah, I, I, I do find it strange. Just, let's when... just agree to play eight, let's just play eight aside. We'll both be <laughs> I do find it strange when these games um, go ahead, the, the August games where the window isn't closed yet, and it sort of has an incomplete feel about it. I wish the window uh, closed before, but I guess we'll get your you guys opinion on the window so far if we get a little ranking out of 10 or rating out of 10 on how the transfer window shaped up for Liverpool so far I guess we'll start with you Jack what, what do you think um, I mean I think we've signed the players in exactly the area and profile that we need to do it was pretty clear midfield was it needed a revamp and we've signed two midfielders that I like and um, we've obviously several going out as well i would say uh, when the uh, window opened i don't think our plan was ever to lose fabinho and henderson probably maybe just one of them so we've lost a lot of experience i think in an ideal world there would have been more of a crossover and, a, and another body but uh we got up with good money for fabinho so we've taken it um i think you know, individually the signs are good. The players out were all probably needed to move on. So in that respect, it's positive. But I think we may pay the price for not signing a midfielder the previous summer. So we we changed kind of the whole midfield in one go. Especially if Lavia arrives, we could end up well, we in the second third game, like yeah, line, lining up with three a brand new midfield basically. So I'll give it a. A seven, like I think we've signed good players, but I think it's. A, I think we maybe haven't signed enough yet, and it's a risk. Um, changing a whole midfield in one uh, window. What, what do you think, Jamie? 
Um, I would agree with Jack on the number seven. I would definitely I would put it around that. Um, yeah, we sh- we shifted a lot of players, which is great for the wage bill, but <laughs> we didn't really take much money in. We got a good fee for Fabinho, but I actually think I actually think Fabinho was worth that. Fabinho is not like you know just moving him on because he's ready to retire. He's t- he's still a player, so you know we've probably sold him for about what he what he was worth or or less than. Uh, and then we let we've let a lot of contracts run down. Uh, Firmino, Kater, Milner, uh, Chamberlain, all just gone on freeze. Um, which, yeah, all of them. There's no one who's gone apart from Fabinho. I mean, Henderson as well. We could have we could have quite happily had him basically playing the Milner role of the last couple of seasons, just being there. He's obviously very good in the dressing room. You hear that pretty frequently from both uh, in England and a Liverpool perspective. We brought a couple of good midfielders in, so yeah, the ins and the outs, personnel-wise, are okay. But yeah, we're just still a little bit light, so that's why it's a seven and not a eight, nine, or ten. Yeah, I'm glad you said Sabosolai before me because I was practicing that all day. <laughs> yeah. uh, bit of a, let's play a quite an exciting player. I think I'm not sure, but I'm not sure what he is. Kind of an eight or a or a ten, but I think he could actually do. Do good, do well this year. I think he might be a bit of a dark, dark horse coming in. He's deeper than a ten, but yeah, expect yeah. him to do well in the prem. It's high, it's high energy. Um, fits the clock system in theory, so I, I expect him to. I expect him to be not a, a fish out of water. Yeah, and I think you're the only team in recent history have got a good deal off Brighton, <laughs> McAllister for thirty-five million rather than Kukurea for sixty-five. So yeah, pretty good window. <laughs> That was a good price for McAllister, wasn't it? It seems surprising. I believe there... it was some sort of clause, I think. Clause, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Nice. Um, okay, so as you long-time listeners will know um, from the show, uh, we like to do temperatures. Um, obviously, we, we've done enough on Chelsea's temperatures from last season, last a lifetime. Um, so it'd be good to hear uh, what you guys would say uh, from temperatures-wise um, about Liverpool last season. Who was freezing cold? Who's warming up? And who's boiling hot? It's who time. It's, it's the reason you're here. <laughs> here we go. It's exciting to do the temperatures. I've always wanted yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, should I? I'll do my. Do you want to do? Do you want to do one each? So you do like you do. Yeah. You do your first one, and then Jack does his first one. Okay. All right, so are we starting off with freezing? Yeah, so my yeah, my freezing. I mean, what we alluded to earlier in the podcast is Liverpool. Weirdly, we didn't have people like stinking out the place. Like <laughs> Chelsea seemed to have a few just absolutely stinking it out, but we just had people with loss of form. So my freezing may surprise people a little bit because I think from an out- outsider's potentially think this guy is like a good prospect, but I really don't like him. Like. <laughs> In for Liverpool, I think he'd fit in elsewhere, and that is Harvey Elliott. Ooh. He's he he's so he's one of the most technically gifted in the squad, um, but I feel like we we lose a lot of games when he starts in there in a three um, because he just gets just gets overrun. He's so great on the eye. Um, and I think if he was used in the right system, he's he's a little bit 
he's not as good as this guy, but he's, he's a little bit in the David Silva mold in the way he plays. A lot of short passes, um, a lot of creativity, but kind of nothing was coming of it. He didn't, he didn't get a lot of goals or assists to my memory. And I feel like when he got injured, our form started picking up. So, but yeah, that may that may surprise people because I think because he's such a good, he's very young, and he's such a good prospect that um, people might think I'm being a bit harsh there. But he's kind of yeah out of his depth a little bit in a in a midfield three currently. I always think with players like that, it's it's hard to find a position for them that really works in in cohesion with the team. And I think you even found that with David Silva with City, obviously, like. You can when you're city, you can sort of get away with it, but there's not many teams that can get away with sort of having a player like that that sort of floats about or that doesn't really have as defined a role. I don't know if he's really a central midfielder in a three. No. I don't think that really suits him very well. Um, obviously, we haven't seen a ton of him. He had a really bad injury, and I don't know how many minutes he played for Liverpool last year. But yeah, I guess we're going to see a lot more of him this year. So this will be a real make or break year for him, I guess. Yeah, I'm definitely not I'm definitely not writing him off. I, I do think he has a lot of potential, but yeah, he needs to be used correctly or have the right people around him. Um that's why how you were saying about David Silva, like you can you can be that type of player a lot easier in the city team when you just have all the ball all the game. Um and you're not just expected to just like Har- Harvey Elliott isn't very athletic, naturally, I don't think. The way when you watch him run um, he doesn't. He doesn't seem to move fast or move really dynamically off the ball. Well, if he um, had pace and, and like that, he would be a winger, I think. And that would be yeah, that'd be could, yeah. No, that's exactly right. If he had pace, he'd be Salah essentially. <laughs> he'd be that mould rather yeah, than what yeah. he's doing at the minute. I quite like Harvey Elliott, but I I tend to agree with you. I I wonder how many like with him and Jones as well. Like you've just signed, say you signed Lavia, for example. That's three people that are essentially going to be starting. I wonder how long Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott and uh, is it Bushetic as well will last. They're very, very young as well. Um, in you know playing second fiddle because I think Harvey Elliott comes across. He's had a bit of a taste now, hasn't he? I wonder if these guys are going to try and maybe push out if they're not going to get much game time this season. Yeah, Harvey Elliott can. Wash back up at Fulham or West Ham if it doesn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> loan deal, loan to QPR or Palace or something. So we're saying, the pod, he's a Fulham player, mate. It's yeah, like he's, Alex. <laughs> he's destined. He might as well buy a house in West Ham. It's in Stratford. It's where he's every. <laughs> but Joe, Jones will, Jones will stay. Jones will want to. He's a Liverpool guy. I think he will. He would probably even be happy with being. Fourth choice midfielder in a in a three man midfield. If you see what I mean, and playing getting thirty starts in all competitions this season or whatever, that would that would be fine for Jones. Yeah, I think Elliot is definitely a surprise from an outside point of view. I think freezing is is harsh. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm not like his biggest fan, but I think there was enough positives there, and uh, I think the switch of system favors him as well. With the eights being slightly more advanced. Um, obviously, he didn't get to play in that a lot because he was obviously recovering from injury. Um, so, yeah, I've still got hope for him. I, I, do, kind of, I do kind of agree with... He, he doesn't always seem to have like the perfect attitude and if things go wrong, yeah, he could... Wheels could come off and he 
he might not fight for his place and his Liverpool career might end be all over. But yeah, I think yeah, like Craig said, I think this is a make or break season for him, but I think he's I think he's still got a good chance. Well, let's hear your freezer, Jack. Who have you got in there? Um, well, I've written down two names. Jamie said there was no one that was stinking up the place. <laughs> there was one, uh, but he probably didn't play enough games to warrant freezing over the whole season. Naby Keita, he was absolutely <laughs> dreadful every <laughs> single time. You completely forgot about him. Well, that's yeah. why I didn't even think of the freezers. He's forgotten, but yeah, Jack's right. He was he was terrible. <laughs> yeah. There was some hope when we signed him. He had the odd good performance, and he kind of thought um, at some point maybe Klopp will get him going, get some consistency, but it never happened. And uh, last season, every time he he played, he was by far and away the worst player on the pitch. And, uh, you think yeah, he's a young player as well, but he's actually 28. And he costs fifty million quid, so I don't know. Is this? I guess uh, people talk about Liverpool's recruitment, obviously being stellar, and, and that's probably fair enough overall. But you do there, there have been some uh, some misses for sure. Yeah, sorry, yeah, he came with a kind of a similar reputation to Sobersloy uh, from Leipzig, so you know, the Bundesliga. The Bundesliga yeah. tax comes for everybody. Yeah, it comes around. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, have you? Yeah, have we got any Bundesliga signing success stories? Ireland, <laughs> Firmino. Yeah, no, Chelsea, or Liverpool. Everyone else gets it right. No, we don't. <laughs> we sign the wrong ones, don't we? Christopher and Kunku, maybe, but he's going to be out for the next few months now. I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Talk about that later. So, we should we skip on to uh, warming up? Jamie, what was warming up for you last season? Did you, sorry, did, what Jack had? Did you did you want to put another? Oh, one? sorry, Jack. Sorry, Jack. Sorry. Did you want to put another person in your freezer, Jack, or you just got Cater? I'll just leave it at Cater then. Yeah, that's fine. Who who was the other person? Oh, the other one I'd written down was Fabinho, just because. <laughs> yeah, that's harsh. I mean, you're probably similar to Elliot, like. But it was just like yeah, the first half of the season was where it all went wrong, and that was when he was really bad. Um. Yeah, it was hard to pinpoint someone who who was bad like all season, but for I think it was just a drop off. Fabinho, I think, went from being one of the best DMs in the league to um, just putting in very average performances week in week out. You know, he wasn't like dreadful in any games. Just the drop off was so big for no apparent reason. Um, if I had to pinpoint one player where who, who cost us a lot of uh, points in the first half of the season. That's where I've gone. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree that's a, l- a little bit harsh. Maybe that's why he went to Saudi, to uh, go to warmer temperatures after being in the freezer so long. <laughs> <laughs> he, he certainly landed on his feet, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Right, anyway, uh, speaking of Saudi, warming up, Jamie? Warming up. So I reckon here, I reckon... This, I've written down two names, and I reckon Jax will probably be one of these as well. But I'm going to go for... Uh, Cody Gakpo. Yeah. yeah I've got him written down. Yeah, towards the end of the season, he was really finding some form. I had a little bit of a slow start when we signed him, but he really, towards the end, he he was he was really impressive. He's a, I like him. He's a little bit of the familiar mold in a way, in that he's like an, an intelligent forward. Like, 
drops deep, can link play, can also finish, very technically good. And he was kind of putting all those things together, like really complementing the other forwards well, scoring some goals, getting some assists. Is uh, yeah, I'm quite optimistic um, for him to probably make a, a stamp at being one of the more important players. Because obviously we have Salah who's nailed, um, and then we have Nunes, Yota, Diaz, and Gakpo all kind of fighting out for the other two spots up there. And uh, Gakpo, if he plays to his strengths, can really kind of make one of the positions his own because Klopp might see him as a, a natural successor to Firmino, potentially. Although, I think, well, Jack might mention a bit more. He was playing, he plays deeper as well, but I don't know. I would like to see him further forward um, rather than kind of in a, in a deeper line position. Yeah, I was a Starting to get a bit concerned because he got off to a slow start and it felt a little bit like a panic buy because we obviously we'd had such a bad start to the season in Gen- and then in January we just uh, went out and got Gakpo because uh, Darwin hadn't done very well. Diaz was uh, long-term injured. So Gakpo just kind of came in out of nowhere. But yeah, I've been really impressed. And yeah, I agree. I think I'd prefer him in the front three, in the nine, ideally. That was working very well towards end of last season with uh, Salah and Diaz either side of Gakpo. So I think the only reason he's been playing in the eight is because uh, we haven't got the numbers in midfield. But it's good that he can um, play those roles too. So, yeah, excited. Yeah, I mean, from a superficial point of view, watching that Man United 7-0, I mean, it was really impressive then. Like, unbelievable finishes. And just I was a bit like, wow, like this... this... I thought maybe it was like the World World Cup tax where you just sort of buy a player where he looked good internationally and in the Dutch league, but he does look like a really good player and maybe be prioritised over Nunes, you'd say? Maybe. Yeah, any, any, anyone can look good against that bunch of farmers, mate. Man United. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. We like throwing Man United a last for shade in this pod, so you're more than welcome. <laughs> so we go on to uh, Boiling Hot. I'll let Jack go first in the boiling hot since I took his on the last one. Well, it's got to be obvious, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I thought. Well, I thought yeah, I think there's only one. I've gone Allison. Right. I think he's. I think he was like the only consistently good player last season for us. Um, I think he's probably the best goalkeeper in the world. Um, he's elite. You know, the traditional goalkeeping sense that stop in catching crosses, etc. Also elite with his feet, and he's probably one of the only goalkeepers that falls into that category. Um, and yeah, he was just good all last season, so I think he was by far and away our best player. I think there's only one other player you could possibly put in this category. Yeah, I mean, I've put the other one as well, but like, yeah, I, w- I would have said Alisson, but I mean, you you guys here, might be, are you surprised that we're, that we're not saying Salah? No, I mean, I'm just crying that, you know, that you guys were just crying in commiseration that you have a good goalkeeper and we don't. We were just all thinking about Kepa there when Jack was thinking about Allison and all, <laughs> all the things that he gets through. Like, great. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. The, the, the term world-class goalkeeper for Chelsea fans is, uh, is a long way away, especially with our recent acquisitions. So, yeah, just more more in the, just crying, mm-hmm. crying in the background, really. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you guys were, it's, there's a bit of, there's a slight bit of luck, it seems, when you get, when you, sign a big name goalkeeper so we yeah, signed Allison. He, he costs a lot of money 
You signed Kepa, he was highly rated. Like, people I, I don't know if you know the story. Just... After Courtois left, we were actually have we actually going to go in for Alisson. So it was yeah. Alisson or Kepa, apparently. So, um, probably what, one, you... of big, one of the biggest... Were they signed in the same summer? Were they signed at the same? Were they signed in the same summer? Oh, I think it was similar, summer, wasn't it? I think was it? Possibly. I remember oh, reading. Really. I remember remember me an athletic article that we were heavily linked for Allison. Uh, he was being uh, scouted. So, yeah, I think I, it was it, the same summer, wasn't it? Because didn't yeah. wasn't Allison a record, and then Kepa broke that yeah. record quite quite quickly. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they were compared a lot because of their price tags, and I mean, let's say you got the better end of that deal. <laughs> yeah, lucky boys. Yeah, we won that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would go Allison as my bowling heart. I suppose a, a a mention for Salah, who did score like thirty goals in all competitions. I mean, it's so funny, like I just looking at yeah. last year, like he got thirty two slash GA. Trust me, <laughs> he would be Chelsea bowling heart if he got that. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think Salah had an. In- I didn't think he had an incredible season, Salah. I, I wouldn't. I when you said Allison, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking that you were definitely going to say Salah for sure. Like I, I think the the problem with Salah is obviously set his standards. His own standard is so high. So, I think he was. He is expected to carry Liverpool a lot, and last season he probably didn't do it um, to the extent that he usually did or has done in the past. Anyway, so yeah, I think a lot of fans would Liverpool fans. Yeah, probably don't love Salah as much as we think they do. I guess. Well, yeah, he's a he's an he's an interesting one, Salah. We we love him. Don't get us wrong, but like his numbers, you would think he would be loved even more. Like people people probably loved Mane as much with like worse numbers because Salah is like Salah has such good numbers because he's like obviously incredibly greedy as well and gets a lot of chances. Um, he just can be frustrating to watch at times, I guess. But when it's going badly, but he just, yeah, he can't argue with the numbers he puts I think up. At the start of last season, he was like pinned to the right wing. Uh, I remember Arsenal away, and he, I think he got taken off. Um, chalk on his boots out there, mate. Down yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think, I think, um, actually looking at Vincent Smith, the old podcast of Liverpool, I think this changing system really helps that. Right? I think a lot of his stats got better towards the end of the season. So maybe with Trent inverting, that actually might help Salah. Yeah. But um, I mean, no, you're dead right there. That, I is, mean, that is right. Like Salah, Salah wasn't making enough penetrating runs, and that that was another reason that we just, yeah, we didn't we didn't really look like scoring that much at the start, which was odd for Liverpool. And yeah, Salah's Salah's little role change, yeah, his form massively picked up, and so did ours. We'll take we'll take a guy who scores twenty goals a season doesn't look good in the eye. We'll take that, Chelsea. Well, you could you could have had him. You got rid of him, mate. Yeah, we, we did have him. Yeah, he, he did score. Against, <laughs> he did score against Arsenal, make it six 0 So he did put a dent on oh, Arsenal Wenger's a, a thousandth game math manager of Arsenal. So uh, yeah, it's he funny. Did. I, I was yeah, He had like really short hair, didn't he? And he had like a kit. Yeah, two weeks for him. he was a lot skinnier. He was a lot skinnier as well. And uh, yeah, yeah, completely different. It's an interesting one, that Salah one, because I don't think at the time anyone was too begrudged with no. getting no, rid of him. I, I don't think uh, I anyone think, I think that the, 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 even when he signed him. We sold him to Roma, right? Is that right? No. I think he was on loan at Roma, wasn't he? Or did we sell him? Fiorentina, he went. I mean, I, well, I remember man. when you bought him, I was quite surprised. Like, Mo Salah, like, from Roma, that's a bit of a, not a punt, but a bit of a Hmm. And then he just ends up getting 32 goals. He does have a great first, season at Roma. That, that first season, I remember we, we do a, 
an FPL draft and I, I picked Salah fairly early on and I remember Craig's head just completely fell off. <laughs> no Salah. <laughs> Not believe it. And then, yeah, 300 points later. Full, full <laughs> he first season, did he? I don't think so. Yeah, there was that. was his ridiculous season, the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, he got, I think, a goal and like, assist basically every 70 minutes. He was like Harden for basically. <laughs> <laughs> basically, Harden season this season, basically. It's not the first thing I've got wrong in FPL and won't be the last. <laughs> Would he be in your FPL teams this year? So, yeah. Yeah. So, I think I think definitely the system change will help him because it helps. I don't him. like. Can you imagine me being a Liverpool fan? Imagine watching the games, like thinking, "Oh, being annoyed if Salah scores because I don't have him in FPL." Yeah, gotta have him. I remember I took him out for that seven nil, oh. and then he absolutely went wild. So I was like, "Yeah, fuming." <laughs> so I got obviously big season this season. I'm looking to. Push up the league as Chelsea are as well. Um, what are your sort of expectations for this season and where you think you'll end up at the end of it? Yeah, I think we might go out to a slow start because with all the changes in midfield. Uh, but hopefully they'll bed in and then we'll, we can pick up and start putting some uh, runs together like we know we can over the past few years, you know, eight, nine on the bounce. And hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll still be in the mix, you know, come April. Like I'd have a chance of a title, but I'd, realistically, I don't think I don't think we'll uh, we'll be there come May. Is so, the Europa is the Europa League a, a competition that you're expecting to get to at least maybe semis final? Yeah, I, I I think so because I think the Europa League English teams generally do pretty well in it because you can just put your second string out and get to the latter, latter stages fairly comfortably. Um, and then you kind of see where the season's at. So if we get, you know, I mean, if I was to guess how, how I'd expect the landscape of the season to look is post-Christmas, um, like February time, I would expect us to be absolutely out of the title race, just like nowhere near City. Um, probably pushing, probably in around the top four, probably third or fourth. And then in, potentially in like the quarterfinals or something of the Europa League. And at that point, yeah, I think you probably would um, start focusing on that. And, you know, I haven't looked at the odds, but I'd imagine we're probably fairly short price to win the Europa League. We are, we are the favourites. We, we've played two and won two Europa League, so no pressure. <laughs> you are a good Europa League team, to be fair. And you, you, had, you had good form in the uh, UEFA Cup and Cup Winners Cup of old as well, didn't you? Exactly, yeah. We are, we are, Chelsea have always been a cup team, always been a great cup team, to be fair. Yeah, still are really. I mean, I've actually just looked it up. I mean, I think you should book your tickets now. Apparently, the final's in Dublin, so it's getting Is booked it? up. Is yeah, it? Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, that's yeah. it. Focus on the Europa League. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you're, free, you're free to one to win it. So, yeah, just getting booked up now, boys. Just book it How up. many scouts has it been? That's actually probably a good shout to book the flights now, anyway, to be honest. I mean, I, th- I think, I mean, looking at it from an outside, I think you're fairly locked to get to the final. I mean, I know you get dropouts from the Champions League, but um, I mean... I'm tempted to come. Yeah. It'd be definitely a fun, uh, fun trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you going yeah, to the game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get my sporting Lisbon shirt on or whatever. Sevilla shirt, it's got to be. Sevilla, yeah. Sevilla will be there. 
You get um, you get cha- the Champions League teams still get knocked out into Europa League, so so Arsenal might join you. Hey, <laughs> are they not get? Are they getting rid of that? I thought they were getting rid of that, or is it not yet? It's still, no, it's still the case. Well, the they, they should definitely get rid of it. Excuse I haven't, I haven't I paid much that. attention to the rules. This no, no, I think, I think you're right that they haven't got rid of it yet. But I'm sure, the, I'm sure it is getting scrapped. That, which is rightly so. I think it's ridiculous that. Yeah. Yeah. What's the um, one thing that looking at? Obviously, maybe thinking more to to Sunday as well. But in terms of the the players you have up front, and you're sort of four three three, got Diaz, Nunez. Salah, Gakpo, and Jota. What's the favourable front three out of out of those players? Do you think, if you were to Oof. to For pick, me, it's probably Salah on the right, Gakpo through the middle, Diaz off the left. I think that front three worked well together in the run in last season. Um, I do like Darwin, and I do hope he. Um, Gets a bit of form and can force his way in at some point, but I think right now that's our best front three. And, and Jota as well. Good. Not not he oh, won't Jota. start either. Yeah, Jota is so good. No, Jota is really good. Um, yeah, I just don't think he quite makes the best three. I but think Klopp definitely likes the bench. Klopp likes Diaz. You can tell. I think he favours Diaz because I think he knows what he's going to get. I re- I really like. Nunes, I think, but I just, he's either going to have, he could, because he's got like having a ridiculous season in him. He, he gets, have you seen, did you see his like XG per 90 last season? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know it's yeah, the same as Haaland's basically. I know his finishing is like obviously horrendous, but he's, he's pretty unlucky as well. He hit like the posts a lot and like he had goals disallowed and all that type of stuff. Like he has got it in him to get a lot of goal probably more goals and assists, but both. And he, he does offer a lot to the team, but he, I mean, it gets over said how Rory is, which is the case, but I don't know. I just think his, his ceiling is really high. So I would like to see him um, play more. I think maybe, maybe I prefer him to Diaz just because he's got such a high ceiling. Although Diaz is the more sensible choice, I would say. I Left to so the guy that plays on the left as well, really. Like, I think yeah. it's a Gakpo can play there and probably Jota as well, but it's probably neither of their preferred roles. Yeah, I'd be surprised if Liverpool didn't find a way of fitting one more into the team in some regard, change, change a formation, or maybe playing Gakpo as an eight or something like that. You know, a way of starting more of the play. You could play Jota up front and Gakpo as an eight against, you know, home to a lot of teams. I think, I think well. we will see that in. You know, home games against bottom half of the uh, table teams. Yeah, well, you're right. You can you can see that by just looking at the squad profile. Like you can just tell by the personnel that they must be thinking they're going to do that in a lot of games. Because why would the squad kind of be weighted so much to having all these forwards if they weren't going to try and get a lot of them on the pitch? I mean, when uh, when we first signed Jota and we had, you know, the sort of unmovable front three of Mane, Salah, Firmino. He did play Jota as well in quite a few games, especially at home. About, so about let's, Chelsea. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Chelsea for a bit. Um, <laughs> here's the podcast. That's what uh, we're looking for. I've been looking forward to this, actually. I quite, I'm looking forward to you guys hearing an outside perspective because you yeah, yeah, yeah. you're in yeah. your little echo chamber, aren't you, down there? Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, we're, we're very positive uh, generally. <laughs> um, so obviously, <laughs> looking in from the outside, what's your sort of perceptions of Chelsea um, over the last sort of year and, and maybe into this season as well? So going into this season, I think it's of all the bigger teams, this is there is a real question mark over you because you were so, so poor last season. And you have moved on a couple of your kind of better senior players, Kovacic, Kante. So you have this young set of players who are still pretty unproven, big money, etc. But from from an outside point of view, I don't think it really seems like there's um I the okay, you can you can be optimistic. But I think the, the the jury is definitely still out, and it wouldn't be a surprise if you know we got to um, got to May and you were you were eighth. But it also wouldn't be a surprise if you were third. You know, if you you've signed good players on paper, and if they all come together, um, it could work. But you know, there's nothing to say off the form that you were putting in at the end of last season that oh, it's all just suddenly going to be. Um, yeah, completely different it was towards the end of last season. I'd be very surprised if you were third. <laughs> be very surprised what, sorry, if we were third. If Chelsea came third. I think the, the, the thing about last season is, I think if you look at, and we'll probably see this for the lineup on Sunday, is how many people were actually playing last season versus who's starting the game on Sunday for Chelsea. And probably who will be starting after the transfer window's finished as well. And obviously we've got a massive change in the dugout as well. So I think comparing the seasons could be... Uh, it's just a complete... I would say it's just a completely different team. So who who do you expect the midfield three to be? The weekend. Well, it's a million-dollar question. On oh, the weekend? Mm. Um, in the weekend, it'll be Enzo and Gallagher at DM and then Chukwamenka at 10, I guess, because just because of the injuries that we have um, at the moment and no Caicedo yet or no other CM option, I, I think those that'll be the, the three they go for, which does, to be honest, it sounds very, very weak. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, think, yeah. I mean, if, I, if, if, I, if I'd come on your podcast 10 weeks ago and gone, right, game one next season, Conor Gallagher's going to start sending me to you, right? No, that's, that's not good. <laughs> I, I do think again that's just part of having the the start of the season in the the middle of August is that it just, the squad's just not complete right now. I'd be very surprised if we don't sign two midfielders for the end of the season. Gallagher might not even be here by the end of the window as well. That's he's a, definitely a player that could leave. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it, it's one of those games where we're going to have those three in midfield, and Liverpool are going to have probably three. A midfield three that have never started together before. A couple of them probably never played Premier League minute before, um, as well. And uh, yeah, should should be an interesting I battle. I think it's really good for you guys at the games at the Bridge and not Anfield when yeah. you kind of. I think that yeah. makes quite a big difference for the, you know, first first game of the season. Kind of new, a couple of young players and uh, people like Chukomenka, um, and like some of the the guys who are, you know. I feel like a lot's been riding on like next season for a lot of these people who came in last season for you. They kind of they were kind of getting a free ride. It was like a free hit towards the end of last season. 
and now there's suddenly quite a lot of pressure. Yeah, um, so I think it's it's very good for you that you got your first game at home to potentially get off to a good start rather than having to go away to Anfield on the first day. I think it's an interesting game because obviously you've got like an amazing attack, uh, very deep. But I think our back four, I mean, not not the goalkeeper, unfortunately, but I think our back four and in terms of depth is very good. I think we're very strong at centre-back. Um, I think we've got good depth at wing uh, at, at wing backs, and I think that might be our strongest area. So it'd be interesting how, you know, Cole Will, obviously, who you were linked with, Silva um, and James and uh, Chilwell match up against the new Liverpool attack. I'm looking forward to seeing that one. I'm a bit scared of it, but looking forward to seeing that. That could be quite a good matchup in the game, I think. I mean, this is kind of the defence you had last year. Obviously, Cole Will's back, but it didn't work out too well then. I- I mean, you say that, but I mean, we only can. I mean, only, but we we actually actually considered the same amount of goals last season in the league. I don't know if you knew that. So yeah, we, you were you were right at the back, and wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. Stru- we struggled to score against you. Like, yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea's, a, Chelsea's issues, in my opinion, are up front. I think our attack, even with Kepper in goal, probably the better goalkeeper. You can see the less as well, and um, I think at midfield in the attack are issue for Chelsea. I think Chelsea's defense is actually pretty strong, personally. Uh, which might be controversial, but yeah, I think you we're might, pretty. You might think our attack was good last season with the amount of praise Kai Havertz was getting. <laughs> it's actually yeah. the last game we played well that season under the mighty Bruno Salter. I don't remember that game. Uh, we we didn't turn up that game. We were yeah, we were, Liverpool were lucky to get a draw, and, and they also played like a really heavily like rotated team. Yeah, well. yeah. It, it was bizarre that because it was a. Yeah, I needed to win. Did Klopp like throw his toys out of the pram and went, I'm just going to drop everyone? It's a bit of a weird one. A bit, a bit bizarre. Yeah, we were lucky to get away with a nil-nil, was it? Yeah. Was that yeah, before the box nil-nil. system? Yeah, like, was, that, was that just before you went to the but the different system, the box and midfield system? I can't remember. But something like that. You could be right. I mean, to be yeah. honest, you talking about Chelsea definitely has burst our bubble because on Chelsea Twitter, we're going to win the league. So... Yeah, hear hear an actual rational thoughts about our football club is <laughs> no. Heavily focused on. I've put it down. I've put written down that I think you'll realistically you'll be in a Europa League battle with. <laughs> what you were going to say relegation battle <laughs> with Brighton? I've that already last year. Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I know you guys all, are like heavily focused on improved. Right. Yeah. I, I I don't see who you can get past. Uh, I, th- I think I think that. Newcastle. I mean, this is not. I think Newcastle have quite a big dip off this year, personally. Yeah, I think I agree. Newcastle yeah, will yeah. regress, but um, and then I mean, United and Arsenal have strengthened. But but you're talking about personnel only, right? I mean, we've strengthened in the main area that it's good to strengthen in, which is manager, right? We're, I like, agree. We've, like we've yeah. gone from from Potter, who you know won the biggest wet lettuces you've ever seen on the touchline in your life, to Pochettino, who I would I, I would be legitimately scared of Pochettino if he was if he was my manager. You know, he's uh, he's someone a completely different personality. Um, to I it, and I, I think like we've it. already seen that in preseason with the the energy on the on the pitch. You're going to see a completely different team, I think, to what what you saw last season in terms of personality and, and profile on the yeah, pitch. Yeah, I agree with that, and I think I do like I do really rate Pochettino. I mean, to get Spurs to be being a regular Champions League team and getting them to a Champions League finals. Pretty insane, actually. So, I do think you have a good manager, but I just well, think there's a lot to do. Get, 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 right above, get, get right above my station here and, and ask a question. Who who do you think Pochettino 
will kind of get the best out of and make kick on that so far hasn't really done it that much in a Chelsea shirt or has been poor recently. Who Who's going to be the guy that Pochettino turns his form around and starts getting um, on, a real bit of form out of? On, Greg, you go first. Hasn't delivered. I mean, to be honest, a lot of the players that haven't delivered for Chelsea, we've just got rid of this summer. There's not a, there's not really anyone that we've kept that that I can see. I've got this, I've got one this I've season really delivering. I think there's a clear one. I think it's Mihailo Mitrovic. I think he's going to really really kick on this year. Um, I think you're going to see the player that we bought. You see in preseason what he's about. I think he, I mean I'm not going to compare him to Hummingson, Son, but it's similar. It's uh, very very good in transition, very fast, bit raw when it comes to versus a low block. But the one thing you'll see with Chelsea this year. We'll be a very good team in transition. Uh, we can break extremely quickly. Um, so I think Mudrick, I mean, again, he's still raw, but I think Mudrick could be one that Potts could get a bit, really get get something out of. Well, on, on Mudrick, I actually wrote, I'd want to know what you guys think about this, actually, because I what I wrote down about Mudrick, which I wanted to mention, is to me, he seems like he's not very, for want of a better phrase, like end producty. I think he'll make, I think yeah, he'll I get on the ball a lot, get in behind a lot, but I don't think he'll get loads of goals and assists. I think he'll be involved in the actions a lot, but not really with a lot of end product. I would maybe agree with that, yeah. He, he's also what I would term like a very poor decision maker in the last third, which is not a great trait to have as a, as a winger. Like he, he's got, I think I've used this expression with Mudrick before, it's like all the gear, no idea. Like he's got everything that you need to be a yeah. top, to be the, like he's got everything you need really to be the best winger in the world. It's just, I don't know if he's ever going to mentally put it together but what I will say is we'll get to see it early now because now Nkunku's injured we don't have anyone else so he yeah. will be he will be starting on, on Sunday against Liverpool now for I mean, sure I'm looking forward to seeing him against Trent I've got to be honest but you know what? what what's probably potentially encouraging for you guys is I don't know Mudrick's full history but I, I would probably assume that he's never really played under an elite manager so he now gets to play under someone who can potentially improve his decision making a little bit like yeah. what Pep did with Sterling well, he, yeah. he's played under De Zerbi at Shakhtar. Okay. And he did oh, really well under him, to be fair. And obviously, you can see the similarities with him and Matoma um, in the way Brighton play. He would be a great fit in that system as well. I mean, the, the biggest fan of Mudrick hasn't spoken yet. So, Chris, you've got to pipe up here. <laughs> <laughs> I always rated... When I first saw him, it was actually the Liverpool away game, right? Where he danced yeah, yeah, yeah. past a couple of guys in the box. And that was the best game. Yeah, and then, and then a great game, a goal yeah. One thing that I don't think. (laughs) One thing I don't think people appreciated from last season is how, uh, maybe from the outside, is how uh, disjointed people's appearances were. So Mm. you wouldn't see people. You'd see people come on, and then you wouldn't see them for a couple of weeks, (laughs) and then you'd see them for like ten minutes again. Then they start the next game, and you wouldn't see them for a couple of weeks. So I think that we've done a massive job this summer of trimming the fat off our squad. Huge amount of people. I mean, there was uh, talk of people getting dressed in the outside the changing rooms. But I think if we can get a lot of these guys playing consistently, I think you'll see why they've invested a lot of money in a lot of these guys. And I think Mudrix is a player who I'm excited to see play every time he gets on the pitch. I think he's dangerous. I think it offers up a huge... um, problem for teams because Jackson who's coming is also particularly quick and we're a very dangerous and quick team now Sterling on the right as well so 
Yeah, I think we're a bit of a. I think we're dark horses, even though we spent loads of money, because people don't don't think that these guys are going to deliver. But I think if you've watched, like we watched all the preseason matches, I think people are going to be surprised how much energy and skill and talent a lot of these guys have. And I think it's going to no um, no Europe's huge as well. We've seen exactly. It I think teams. definitely people are going to be surprised at the style of play from, from that we're going to see from from Chelsea. I, I think on Sunday, obviously we're Super Sunday. Um, as well, so you're going to get a lot of scrutiny and analysis um, post-match. I think people are going to be are going to leave that game thinking that even if we end up losing, which is obviously a possibility on on Sunday, that the team, the style of the team, is is very exciting to watch going forward. I'm, I'm interested to see what what as well what type of game you guys think it's going to be because obviously Chelsea and Liverpool have played out a lot of nil-nil draws recently. Um, do, you, do you think there's goals in this game Sunday, or what, what do you think? I think well, it will be tight, but I think it'll be. I think it's gonna be frantic because I think Potch is gonna have mm-hmm. you lot fired right up, just running. Crowd's gonna be bouncing. You with a lot of new players, so I think there'll be a lot of energy in the game, but possibly not. You know, things might not click for either team, so possibly not a lot of quality. So I expect it to be tight. Maybe what one-one is? I think my prediction. Yeah, I, I think if there's a goal early in the game, it could be really open. Totally agree. I thought exactly the same. But if, it, if but if but if there isn't, and that frantic that frantic pace peters out after half an hour, yeah, the game just kind of fizzles out. Yeah, I think if Chelsea aren't winning in the first half, I would say that it's very. I would expect us to be conceding a goal in the second half. I think a lot of these teams that play like Pochettino, are very much first half teams, <laughs> and then it all kind of gets a little bit sloppy towards the end so if you're interested to see how he deals with that maybe we've got more subs than historically but um yeah i can see as i can see a lot of goals in this game maybe later on in the game as well when it gets people getting tired i think score score draw though for sure is what i would let's do let's do some predictions i mean uh we'd have some predictions on the yesterday what's your predict what if you had to do a prediction for the game jamie desmond (laughs) <laughs> nice, I get that. A two-two, very nice. Two-two. What about you, Jack? Yeah, I've gone for one-all. One-all. Uh, Craig, will be back in a sec, but I'll go. I'll go one each. Right, it's Mitch Optimist, Optimistic coming up. It's come on, guys! Good. Come on. Guys. What do you think? <laughs> Going to be three-two Chelsea. Uh, here we go. Here we go. We'll be two-nil up, and then we'll get we'll go two-one, three-one, three-two, and then it'll be a frantic finish, and uh, we'll win the game. This Amazing. is the guy that we like. We win two-nil at the Emirates under Lampard. I think. Tune in <laughs> Super Sunday. Who's who's the big character popping up to get the winner in the three-two? If you've if you've been clawed back to two all, who's who's got the heart to get the three? Oh no, we're three one. three one, right? But I think uh, oh. Jackson will, will. I think he's he's looking really good. Okay. Maybe Mudrick with a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're, we're debating whether Sterling should start. One of the big issues that we have from preseason is whether Sterling should maybe start. He's been particularly poor. Um, and well, it, it, so it would be, what, Mudrick on the... Mudrick on the left, Jackson up front, and then Sterling on the right. What are the other options? Well, no, he's injured. Ian oh. Martson's been playing there in pre-season and been looking really good. 
Well, that's what everyone's saying, but you maybe haven't been seeing how bad he is. No, I mean, I'm not going to pretend I've watched any Chelsea preseason games, but <laughs> people want him. People want him sold. Well, well you do. Know, you you know, do. You do, Chris. Go on people, Twitter and type his name. You can search Twitter and find people that want him sold. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, you can find you can find a lot of things on Twitter. But, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Craig. What's, uh, what's your Chelsea journalist? What's your prediction for the game? Chris obviously was three two Chelsea. What about you? I'm gonna go one one. I think it'll be. I think it'll be uh, <laughs> a, a sort of a sort of more cagey game. Unless there's a goal early, like first five ten minutes, I think it will be a bit of a cagey game. I can see. A, I can see a draw. I, I can't if it if the, they're drawing after like seventy minutes. I can't see either team going too hard for the win personally. So I think a draw is actually a really likely outcome. And I think. If you ask both managers right now, honestly, they both take a draw. I think. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I think you'll see that sort of translated a bit on the pitch. It's the ESCR classic. We've all gone for sat on the fence, but Chris has put his stuck his neck out and predicted yeah. a Chelsea win. Come on, you Blues! <laughs> Come on, you Blues! Yeah. Five yeah, goals. Are we loving that? Yeah. Absolutely. It's a. I said it's Super Sunday. Get your money's worth down the bridge. I actually think there's going to be a lot of goals in our games this season. I think it could be like uh, reminiscent of the sort of Lampard first season. And you think yeah, yeah, yeah. the time added on. The time added on aspect is uh, there yeah. should be more goals. All right. Well, let's jump to uh, Mr. Quizmaster, Brady. I don't know if master is the right word, but yeah, it's a lot of pressure because there's a lot of people from, from eggheads in the crowd. They love, they love their quizzes. But anyway, we've got a... Uh, Behind Demi Lyons' ESCR pod here. So I've got a warm-up question, and I've got a kind of longer-form question. So basically, it's going to be teams, obviously. So it's going to be the red team and the blue team. So... Fingers on the buzzers. Yeah, you can sort of... But so, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't go for the brothers' angle here, but it's fair well, enough. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right, brothers versus brothers, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. The, the brothers versus the brothers. The brothers... The south versus the north. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Right, so the first question is, so we'll go, well, they're our guests, so we'll go Liverpool first. So we'll do, we'll do if you get in your first go, you get 10 points. And if you need a couple of guesses, you get five points. And then, Assume you're allowed you, to confer. We can confer yeah, you can confer, you can confer, yeah. But if you get it in okay. your first go, you get 10 points. If you get it in your second go, yeah, five points. So who was the Liverpool top goal scorer, all comps, in t- 2015, 2016. 15, 16. So, so what, is, that the, is that the year before Salah joined? Is it, or thought, or is that the year he joined? No, no, that was. This is pre. This is pre Salah. Because fifteen, sixteen wasn't fifteen, sixteen the year that we started with. Did we start with Rogers? I was. Was this a full crop season? Oh, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be either Firmino or Mane both played at that time. Easy when you're listening on the pod, isn't it? Yeah, Manny, isn't Manny, it? Any storage, maybe? Is he uh, still going? The clue. Final guess. Should we take the clue? Well, oh, we haven't guessed yet. We haven't had a guess yet. No, I'm just saying. No, you haven't guessed, but you can. You can you, you can you're allowed guesses, but if you get if you guess and get one wrong, then you can only get five points. Oh, see, right. right. There's no clues. 
There's no kills this week. There's no clothes this week. It's brutal. We were guessing, yeah? I don't know. I think Firmino or Storage. I don't know which one. Got a pick, boys. You choose one of them. Uh, um, we'll go Firmino. It was Danny Sturridge. Uh, I thought he'd get another guess. I thought he gets another guess. Obviously, we're guessing Sturridge. We're obviously guessing well, well, Sturridge. I assume you're going to guess the second one. So, yeah, five points. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Five points for the red corner. It's, there's already controversy in the quiz. Tell you, it's gonna—it's it's already firing up for Sunday, <laughs> right? Exactly the same question to the blue corner. Oh God! Ooh. Fifteen, sixteen. That was that the was that the terrible oh, this, year. This, this was the gimme for Chelsea. Come on. This is uh, yeah. This is uh, Mourinho's awful year, right? Yeah. Who took over for uh, him? It was Sidding. It's. Uh, yeah, Hiddink took over. So is well, this going to be... I think Steve Holland actually took over. But is, yeah, it yeah. is this going to be Costa? I think this has got to be, it's got to be Costa, hasn't it? It's to be. Yeah, we'll go, we'll, we'll go Diego Costa. It was Diego Costa. Yay. I knew that one. Didn't know Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was an easier one than, than Liverpool. Right, the, ne- the next one. Ten points. Yeah, ten five. The next Top one. Top of the league. Uh, I'm going to we'll include it, two, it. We'll call it 2-1, but we can I go to I was going to take it out, but I'm going to include it. So, it's a bit of a random one. We spoke about it last year. Bit of a random game. The Bruno Salter derby. Nil-nil at the bridge. The last time we played. Can you name the defences for, for your prospective teams that night? Because they're a bit random. So, we'll do... There's actually... Yeah, basically... If you get, if you can get two, well, just guess and I'll, I'll do the point system. So can so you? Do we go first or is it? Sorry. Yeah, all right. Well, Chelsea first, yeah. So defense because we played, we played three four we three played, under Bruno, right? Yeah, that's a bit different. Yeah. Well, we played three. I think we played three five two that day because I remember. I think it was the first time Enzo played with Gallagher and no, with um, with Kante and Kovacic. I think we were excited. I remember before that game, we were excited because I think it was the first time those three I've got, a, I've got a way of doing it. So Chelsea had five at the back that night and Liverpool had four. So everyone you get for everyone you get, boys, you'll get four points. And then the, Liverpool does, I get five points. So only first guess is allowed. So you get four points per guess. So I guess we'll go... Uh, what do you James, think? I think it's James and Chilwell. I'm pretty sure it's James and Chilwell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. James and, James and Joe Well. Yeah, that's ding ding. That's eight points. And I think Kulabali got man of the match. Yeah, I think he did too. I think he did, right. yeah. I think Chalaba must have been playing on his right because he was never injured. Though. I don't know. I don't know. Let's. Chalaba. Do you remember Chalaba? Chalaba got roasted by Liverpool. You've got to do official guess. Is that a guess? You got no, 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 no. We're discussing. Because Chalaba always got roasted by. Liverpool and I don't remember him getting roasted, but maybe he maybe did. he was just quite good. Was Fafana fit though? I don't know. He must have been fit at that point in the press season. You, boy. Got a press you. Come on, time. No, no, come on. We gotta have a bit of a chat because this was. Um, <laughs> when was the Dortmund game? Was the Dortmund game before this or after? Must have been no, because Potter was. Yeah, yeah. It was before, Potter was sacked, right? so yeah, he would have been. He would have been there, right? Fafana. 
Because was um, it's just whether Kukureya. I think it's going to be Fufa. I think it's going to be Fafana and Kukureya probably then. It's either Chalaber and Kukureya or Fafana and Kukureya. Have a guess, boys. Well, we can go for Kukureya. Yeah, Kukureya. Correct. Let's go. I think this is Fafana. Yeah, I lean Fafana as well, just because I think that Chalaber would have played. Would have I would remember if he played. Let's go. Let's go for Fana. Ding, ding, ding! Correct. Yes. Let's go. Twenty points. Big lead for the show. I mean, you Liverpool boys. So, you, have you, you leaked, you've leaked these questions to the home. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this was a really memorable. I feel like this was a memorable game for us because we it just. Was like, <laughs> it was like Bruno's only game. We just sat. Potter. I thought this would be easier for Liverpool boys because there's less players to name. But Chelsea boys. Well, I mean, we change like our whole team. We had a really random team out. Yeah, and I think it's going to be quite difficult. And we also had it well. I think that makes it easier. In, well, well maybe. Easier, think, yeah, that, that was sort of the point. It's a it's a heavily rotated team. I'll give you that. Basically, okay. saying, so I think I, I think is that close? Yeah. Simicast. This was the game. So I remember everyone's head went uh, FBL because loads of people were dropped. Yeah, Milner played so, right back, did he? So both both fullbacks, I think, wouldn't have been playing. So definitely, Simicast. I'm fairly sure did play. Yeah, Simicast. I feel like Milner right. was right back because I think I remember Mudrick coming on and being, like, oh God, Mudrick being That was the uh, Anfield game, wasn't Ooh. it? Oh, was it? Ooh. Oh. Give him a credit. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, Craig, who's who's, who's, t- who's <laughs> going <laughs> on, mate? Right. Craig. Sorry, right, mate. Got to help him out a bit. So it'll be. Well, if so Simicast, we got, got one, that's correct. If it and wasn't Milner, it. the only other player it could be is Gomez if it wasn't Trent. And if Gomez correct. could have been playing centre back. Oh, right. Well, yeah, okay. No, no comment, no comment. Simicast and Gomez, correct so far, two left. Already just giving yeah. them the answers. Matip. Yeah. Correct. So what, so we got one more centre-back? Go right uh, oh, do you think Gomez oh. played right-back? Yeah, he probably did. Well, that means so it's either if either Van Dijk played or we've got Van Dijk or Canate, that's the only people it can be, right? Oh, not on Nathaniel Phillips. Yeah, no, there's no way Phillips played. <laughs> did Van Dyke play in this game, or did he drop absolutely everyone? Yeah, I would, I would, I would lean towards Canate. I guess. I just remember there being a lot of changes. I don't know. You guess, because I don't know. I'm just guessing between them two. Canate. Uh, Correct. Dijk, I definitely remember Van Dyke wasn't playing. 20 points. So going into the last quick fire round, it's Chelsea 30, Liverpool 25. That's what score, that's what score beat half time on Sunday, I think. <laughs> uh, right, this one is a bit of a mad one, and you got to do a quick fire. So it's kind of the first one that comes to mind. So painfully for Craig and I, we were at the game, I think we, were, we all were, at the FA Cup final 2021 2022. Oh, Chelsea lost their second penalty shootout of the season against Liverpool. Uh, they lost 6-5 to Liverpool. Right. Can you name... So we're going to go through each one. So Chelsea won, then a Liverpool one. Can you name the penalty takers in order? I'm no good at this. I, I, never watched, I never watched the highlights of this game or anything after. Like, so, I, I've well, literally never watched. So it's in order. So the first penalty will go... So uh, we have to get them in order. 
Oh, this in is order. crazy. In order. You're, you're definitely not going to ever name them in order. Just name a name. If yeah, you get okay. it right, you get it right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Chris, you got you right, got so to the do first penalty. penalty. You got to do okay, some heavy lifting. It's 10 points for a right answer. Heavy lifting to remember penalty takers. Um, so, Mount, I guess, should be one. I thought Mount missed the penalty that meant Liverpool won. I'm not going to comment if they... Yeah, right, so... Yeah, so it doesn't matter what order we, we get them in. Oh, does it not? No, well, no okay. it does. Yeah, it's supposed to be... Yeah, it's supposed to be order. Or what, what should I do? Order or not order? What do you think? No, not order, no. We're never going to get them. No order, just if you, if you get one of the takers. Yeah. yeah All right. Well, we, know, so, we know Mount missed, didn't we? So, so we're going Chelsea first. So what, what we're going to do... You, you, you just got to name Are you the, the Whose quiz is this? <laughs> <laughs> What format do you want to do? We'll just name players that took penalties and hope that we yeah. got them right in any order. And you Stop tell us penalty. if they're right or not. All right. So we'll, we'll start, I guess, with M- Mickey Mouse. Correct. 10 points. All right. So is it us now? Yeah. Yeah. There Jack, was four... I, know one that... I know someone who missed, Jack. Uh, well, yeah, take that then. Mane. Mane, correct. He took the fifth penalty and missed. Oh, I know who got yeah. the winner, actually, as well. Tuchel, Tuchel celebrated yeah, no reason. So, so far, it's 10 each. So, you only get one. So, there's six takers each left. Christ. You only get, oh. one, get, you only get one guess. So, you're going to get 15 seconds to guess. Oh, my God. Chris, just na- name some names that took penalty. I well, can't... who was on? Lukaku must have been on. Did he? No, I don't. Lukaku, I don't think played in this. No, game. He must have come on, didn't he? Was that the League Cup? That was the League Cup. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Havertz must have been on then. Havertz. Okay. Havertz. Yeah. Incorrect. He's, a, he's so rubbish. Right. Next one. Liverpool. <laughs> he's, he's ruining you even in the quiz. So you've got five. You've got we do it like five slots left. So like you can't keep. Yeah. Obviously, there's, that's two down for. So it's like penalties. Two down. So Liverpool. Simakas. Correct. So that's ten points for Liverpool. Back to Chelsea. The penalties. Five slots left. Go. Reese James. Yes. Correct. Yeah. I know one yeah. more. I know. I think I took the first one, Jack, because he. Uh, Milner. Correct. All right, now I'll be guessing. What do you think, Chris? Ch- chill. So, oh, well, yeah, boys, chill. Well, I was thinking, right? Boys, yeah. you've had four. You've had three penalties each. You've got four left each. Ch- chill. Well, yeah, I think chill. Well, right? He's good at pens. Is that a final answer. Yeah. Uh-uh. Incorrect. He's useless as well. He must have been injured. <laughs> I'm guessing now, Jack. Do you know any? Do you know any or not? I would. I feel pretty good about Trent. Yes, everyone. I don't know. Yeah, Trent. Correct. Liverpool run away with this, Chelsea. You need. You need. You need. You need to score here, Chelsea. You need to score. Three left. Go, Marcus. Marcus Alonso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with him. If if Chilwell wasn't right, then it must have been Alonso. Ding! Correct. Nice. Well, Chelsea cut themselves in the game there. Three left for Liverpool. Oh, I'm guessing. Do we, do we think Salah wasn't on the field? Salah was off, I'm pretty sure. The only yeah. other person I know who like, takes pens is Fabinho. He used to take pens a bit. Yeah, we've got, to, we've got to guess him. 
Because he quite likes to play 120, I guess. Oh my god, we've had a nightmare, Chris. is such an easy one. Uh, You're going to guess Fabinho? Yeah. Incorrect. Jorginho. Jorginho for Chelsea. How did we we forget about Jorginho? That's rule square here. Rule so at the moment. Rule square on the penalties. Chelsea have got one left. Liverpool got two. This is this is going down to the West going perfectly. Yeah, the, two left. The next logic, Jack, is someone who probably came on as sub. Yeah, Jota, I was going to say for that reason. Yeah. Well, I was going to say someone else. I was going to say right. Bobby. Well, we've got two guesses left, so we'll just guess those two. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, them two for them two. Yeah. First okay. guess. Uh, Jota. Correct. No. Oh. That was. I hate to, I hate to hear you've it. You've got to get this, Chelsea. You've, if you miss, I mean, miss the route. I think if you're, in, I think you're in trouble. Again. <laughs> is, it someone, is it someone? Yeah, if you miss, you're out. But who, <laughs> is, is someone pathetic like Pulisic or something like? I don't remember. Maybe like Ziyech or Kante. Kante? I don't think Kante would take a penalty, would he? No, he might do. Ziyech, I think I would remember. I've no, I have no well, idea. Maybe, maybe Thiago, Thiago Silva, maybe. Yeah, he could have taken one. He's he's all right, isn't he? I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen him take a penalty. But what about maybe Rudiger or Chalaba? Maybe Chalaba. Have to press you, boys. I think I, I think Thiago Silva. Yeah, go Silva. Thiago yeah. Silva. Thiago Silva, the Chelsea legend. He wasn't a legend that day. He didn't take a penalty. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, who, the, who were the ones we didn't get? Well, no, we've got our victory lap. Well, yes. we've, got, we've, got, we've got to tap it oh, in. Okay. End it, end it. We've got to tap <laughs> it in, uh, Ross Barkley style. Oh, Ross Barkley. What, is he, he scored? Is that what he's saying? No, 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 no. He, they're already winning. He's celebrating. He's through on goal. You've already won. Oh, yeah. Well, we were going right, to guess Bobby Firmino, weren't we? And that would have been correct. Oh, oh, I'll yeah. be right there anyway, because I was never getting to it. Never getting to Well, the final scores on the doors... Where, uh, do you want me to run through all the penalty oh, times? We might have won the quiz. How many points were being handed out here? We, we might only have won had ten, only a ten point lead. Oh, I hate to see it. The final, the final scores. Ross Barkley was actually one of the takers, boys. No, no he was not. He, he scored the third oh. one. Yeah, he did. No, he was never yeah, a taker. He, was. He, he slotted it. What year was this? <laughs> <laughs> and you actually said one, Chris. Bless you. One was Hakim Ziyech. Yeah. No way. And do you know the other miss? Chelsea legend who's just departed. Kova? No, next one. You were going to guess? Oh, you guessed Kante. Kante. No, he probably was a bit tired. He's a bit old. Uh, old. He probably was needed a bit of a... Aspel Equator. It's Aspie. God. So, I don't uh, remember that got at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other one for Liverpool was Thiago. Oh, I would never have guessed that. And I, think, and I, I, think I, would, I don't know how he was still on the pitch. He must have so been. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's a lot like that season. It went to the wire, but in the end, it's gone to the red side. Liverpool, 85, Chelsea, 70. Oh, terrible. Behind any lines, fair play. You've come on the, 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 the first questions were like, I feel like, you know, you know as fans, like penalty takers, just, just rubbish. Of, like I Chelsea as well, we've had so you many could, You could say penalties, bit of a lo- bit of a lottery. Yeah, a bit of a lottery with penalties. <laughs> you know that? That final score is going to be the the, the points totals for both both of our respective teams <laughs> season. That'll be good. That'll be good. You take you take seventy boys, wouldn't you? Uh, well, it depends if that gets you top four, I guess. But yeah, all right. 
Well, thanks very much, guys. Yeah, Appreciate great, it. Man. Thanks a lot yeah, for coming on, guys. Thanks for having us. Been really good. We'll uh, we'll see you back in uh, in January for the for the return fixture at Anfield. I think yeah. it's the 31st, something like that. We'll see if oh, Chelsea yeah. are third or eighth or... Uh, Very surprised if they were third. That's what we heard. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, <laughs> we definitely won't play football. that quote back to you. <laughs> well, I will be coming on if you... <laughs> good, luck. good luck for the season. All the best. Yeah, good Thanks luck. very much. Yeah, and apart from Sunday. But yeah. Good luck. All the best. Well, um, that's all we've got time for today. Hopefully you enjoyed our Behind Enemy Lines special. Um, And as always, we hope you're carefree wherever you may be. And thanks for listening.